right, good morning. It is Monday morning, and we are at February 19th, and this is for February 18th, 2024. Um, round two, sorry, I'm trying to wake up. Round two, um, the um, AVT, uh, first event of 2024, uh, Shen Valley Showdown. Uh, we played in um, Edinburgh, and then we played in Newmarket. Uh, Edinburgh was Schober Creek on Saturday, and Shen Valley Golf Resort on Sunday in Newmarket. Shen Valley is actually a, um, a course that only opens up for special events, so it's it's put on a regular uh, golf course. So, um, uh, so. Uh, round one, if you haven't listened to the other one, round one, I ended up sixth. Um, so, it is what it is. I'll let you go listen to that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I uh, was hoping to do better today, uh, Shin Valley. So, some reason, when I went into this tournament, I was thinking that this second game was at a different golf resort that I had played before that had a disc golf course on it. But, apparently, I was confused because... It wasn't until I went to GPS it that I realized it was a different location, um, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. Um, this is actually the first disc golf course. This is our 265th course. Um, the one at Shover Creek uh, does not count as 26 or uh, 263 because I've played that before. That was counted last year. So, um, but Shen Valley uh, Golf Resort, this course. Um, does count as a new course for the podcast purposes, and um, it was our 265th, which I guess is appropriate for a, a decent sounding number anyways. Um, so I head in there, and out on the way up, I have to drive two hours and 20 minutes uh, to get up there. I have to drive even further for next weekend's uh, one down in North Carolina, but um, <clears throat> so I drove up, and then when I left the house here, it was 18 degrees. Um, all along the interstate, it stayed in between 20 and 24 degrees. Um, I did notice a weather report beforehand, and it was supposed to be windy, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. And uh, so I figured we were going to have to deal with that a little bit. Um, as I got, as you go north Virginia, it gets colder, and it did for a bit. And then it kind of, it kind of basically just plateaued at 22 degrees, 20, 22. I saw it bounce up to 24 a couple times. Uh, no clouds at this point, or no, all clouds at this point. So I get there, we get checked in, we have to use golf carts, you don't have an option, you can't walk the course, um, the first time ever having to be forced to use a golf cart. Um, I did not take my bag with me, because I didn't see any notes about the rules on this one, so um, I thought I was going to have to borrow a bag for a second, but we figured out how to uh, with some help from Nate, one of the TDs, he helped me, uh, Just we could just strap it to the back of a cart. This does make for a change in my pattern, because I'm a very pattern-oriented disc golfer. I like to have things a certain way, and not having my cart there with me. Um, it, there was a couple times, at least four, I can think right off the top of my head, where I got out there, and I couldn't go back up to the cart and... and change the disc. I had to go with what I carried down there. So I had to carry three or four down there with me to figure out what I wanted. So, um, so that was, that, that didn't help matters any. Um, 
so my our tea time was originally like 9.45, I think, and they bumped it to 10, which was fine. I mean, that's no big deal. Get to playing, and um, I'm going to keep this as short as possible. We're not going to run this out super long. Um, so the front nine, um, one got away from me, but I did have some successful birdies. Um, number one, right out of the gate, is 624 feet. I would par it at four. Um, number two is 469. It's a par four. I forward it. Uh, three is um, 468. Um, some of these footages are a little... Oh, no, they're not. No, they're right. It's the last one. that, that They changed the par on the last one, I guess, to be nice to everybody. So, uh, I would, uh... Go through and hang on. Let me let me go back over here. So I guess I should have done this before I brought you guys on, right? So, so and I'm kind of limited on time on this particular posting. So let's go back here. So round one, um, MA. I was playing MA three by the way. So I I don't qualify to play MA four anymore. My 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 uh, scoring ticked up a little bit. Um, so I can't play MA4, which I wasn't planning on doing that anyways. So, um, I'm done playing MA4 for the year. I just did the one at the beginning of the year just because my score sucked. Um, we go, here we are. All right. So let's go back here. All right. Number one was, uh, 624 in footage, um, for empirical, by the way. Uh, it's a four. I got a four. Two is 469. It was a four. I got a four. Three is 464. It was a four. I got a four. Uh, four, a monster drive on my part really helped. And I had a great shot with an eagle. Both discs I would end up losing later on through the day. Um, four was 564 feet. It's a par four. I would birdie this one. I would get it in three. Um, five, I would take a penalty because I went OB, got stuck in a tree, lost the, lost the first of four discs for the day. Um, I would get a five. Uh, six, so that's a double bogey there, by the way. Six, it's four, I would four, it's 430 feet. Seven is 296. Um, it's a par three, I would birdie that. This was actually a lake skip. The first two guys in front of me, uh, we were talking, we were talking about just overdriving the um, basket, and that was my, my first original thought. But then I noticed as they gave it height, as they kicked it out there, they really drove it. Now, these guys can drive farther than I can, so I doubt very seriously I would have got the distance they got. Uh, I don't have that long driving ability. Um, so I did take, decided to take a more direct approach with a wraith and just go at the basket and try to keep it a little higher. And it did what I wanted to do. It tracked towards the basket. It went down, and the backside of the pond that's directly in front of the basket is ice. I hit the ice, skipped went up on the shore, and then I would put in for a birdie. Eight and nine, eight is uh, 252, it's a par three, I got three, nine is 283, I got three. Um, eight was a beautiful shot, parked it, I mean, within like five feet of the basket, beautiful putt, hit right where I was looking. 10 and 11 is when the whole thing went in the toilet. Uh, 10 is 829 feet throwing against the wind. Uh, it's a par five, I would seven it, one OB penalty. Uh, included uh, 11. It really took a tank. This is when stupidity on my part. I should have thrown it hyzer, gone for my four or five, and been done with it. But no, I tried to force over the lake twice, ended up in the lake twice, losing two more discs, and uh, would end up with a 10 on a par four. 
Um, so it's just absolutely moronic on my part. So I deserve this score I got today. Uh, 12 is a 3. I got a 3. 13 is a 3. I got a 4. Uh, excuse me. Um, 12 is 208. 13 is 379. Um, bogey on 13. 14 is 266. 3 and 3. 15 is 296. 3 and 3. Uh, 16 and 17, horrible drive. 16, 4, 14, get 3, get a bogey. 17, 5, 16, 4, got a bogey, got a 5. Uh, 18 is an easy 4. They actually give you, I guess they do it to be nice. It's 245, but it's a par 4. I guess they figured they want to help you out. So it was an easy birdie pretty much. Uh, it should have been an eagle, so, but it's just, it, it sucked on the putt. So, uh. It is what it is. I would end up uh, losing uh, five spots, dropping down to 11. Um, back to the wind. Um, i got to watch my time on this recording. Um, so the um, a lot of my putting was there. I missed quite a few that were just, they were on the mark. It was just either just just minor, subtle differences. It's, it's there are putts that, that, they could go in on the normal, normal, normal circumstances. Now I have a weather, I have a health thing on my phone, so it actually monitors weather as well as steps and heart rates and things like that. Um, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds. This is an open course, so the wind is biting like crazy, and it picked up more and more, and it picked up as we got to the back nine. The back nine is where it's brutal on you. And based on the card in front of us and, and stuff like that, it, we're not the only ones that get the hell beat out of us. Um, John on my card did fantastic. He played the whole, he played 11, the lake shot at the, the 471 over the lake. He played it smart. He played the way he should have done, throw off to the left, um, and then just play it safe. And he, he walked away, I think, but just a bogey or a double bogey. I think it was a bogey. Uh, so John did, John did great. Me and the other three guys, we decided that we wanted to, we wanted to experience some pain. Um, but back to the weather, it was 10 to, uh, 10 to 15 mile an hour, steady winds. And I knew that coming in. And when I saw that it was open and I saw the cold bite to the air, um, and it was 25 degrees for three quarters of the course. It didn't really warm up till towards the end, but it was still, when I looked at the temperature, when we were done, uh, three hours later, um, it was still in the thirties, um, the wind never died down, by the way, but my the app that monitors, I use it when I'm running and stuff and hiking. Um, <clears throat> it actually showed 17 gusts over 20, 20 miles an hour, and it registered two at 24 miles an hour. So, um, especially on, um, was it 10 or 11? Cause it was the oh, no, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was on 10 when I got up on 10. It's just the wind kicked up. And it just started, and I think that was one of the gusts. So it doesn't give me the times when it happens. It just logs them for me. Because um, I, I, when I'm running, I monitor temperatures and stuff like that. When I was in Colorado, I started using it because of the elevation change. When I do my long, like, 15K runs and things like that. Um, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, the course is beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. Uh, the cold and the wind... Uh, just made for a really, really tough experience. Um, quite a few of us, um, we, we have U-Disc, but it's hard to use U-Disc and use um, the PDGA app at the same time when you're trying to score and do stuff like that. So it, it U-Disc is useful, 
a lot of us kept overshooting the tees. Even the even the lead card behind us um, was overshooting the uh, driving past the tees because we couldn't see them. So there should have since we had to stay on the cart, there needed to be like little next tee signs this way to point you out into the fairway because some of the tees were set up out in the fairway. So you end up shooting past, and we did that uh, like probably two or three times. After a while, we got smarter and we kind of figured it out. Um, and then when you get up on the back, like when you chart the transition to like 14 and stuff like that, you have these little hills and these split trails. So you're not quite sure where you're supposed to go. So the tad bit more signage, if you're, if you're going to keep us on the, on the path and you're going to put the tee out in the middle of the fairway down a hill on the other side of a bunker, give us a couple of arrows so we know where to stop. Just say cart stop tee down here it's just just all you need is probably three or four of them it's not a complaint i mean we had a great time i mean it was a great course i mean it's we had uh, as i put it at the end we had fun it was real and we had fun but it wasn't real fun <laughs> um but i mean i come out um this is a course i've i've really nobody's ever played this one here because they just set it up i guess but uh never playing the course these are conditions, first time, I've played in windy conditions, I've played in cold conditions, but I've never played in cold, windy conditions. So it's a new environmental step for me. Um, I really thought, I mean, a, net, a plus 10, which is what I ended up on round two, which gave me a plus 19, which puts me at 11th for the tournament for MA3. Um, I really, I, I, when I was done, I was thinking this is just too much course for me, so forth and so on. And... Um, when I got looking at my score, that's actually not the case. Um, the problem is, is I played stupid. Because if you look at my front nine, I had the one screw up on five where I took the, the OB penalty. So that put me at a double bogey there. But then I had two birdies. So I was coming off this front nine um, at par. So all I had to do is, I mean, if, if I come back, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but you have to look at yourself critically without depressing yourself at the same time. I guess that's one way of putting it. So in this case, what I'm doing is I'm looking to say, okay, my front nine, once again, I did great. I did this at the last tournament too. I played good in the front nine. I want the guys didn't bother me, but how good or bad they were doing didn't bother me. I was just trying to play my game. And at the end of the front nine, I was par. If I could have just held on to that or even a couple more, then I would have been I would have been doing a lot better. I wouldn't have won, obviously, but um, but ten and eleven. If if I could have, let's say, bogeyed ten by playing smart, throwing hydring off to the left because it wasn't OB, and then going up and just going after, let's say, let's say I was going after a five and we went for a six. We'll give myself a bogey. So we'll give myself a bogey on ten. That gains a shot. That means we go from a plus um, a plus ten to a plus nine. Then on, excuse me, on 10, you can't go left. The lake shot is what I was thinking of. So on 10, um, if I hadn't gone OB, so by throwing the appropriate disc on my third throw, then we would have gone with a six. That would have gave me an additional shot there. So we're going to give myself a bogey on 10 by playing smart. I, was, I didn't throw the right disc, got a penalty for it. So I wasn't playing smart because I didn't stop and think. 11, I totally screwed the pooch on didn't go hyzer, didn't throw smart left, and just, let's say, take it easy and give myself another bogey on four. So let's give a, a on a par four. So 11, let's give me, let's say, a, a five. Let's say I screw up and get a five. 
So if I would have played smart on 10, we would have gained a stroke drop a meter nine. If I would have played smart on 11, then we would have gained what? Let's see, five. We would have gained five strokes. So that's saving off six right there. I would have been a plus four. So 9, 10, 11, 12, that would have been a plus 13 for the tournament. So, and that would have been a hell of a lot better <laughs> than what I ended up and would have improved me by, would have put me back down into, I could have held, at least held um, a six spot. I could have held my six spot, which I would have been fine because the top 10 ideally is what I like to be in. When you have a fielding that's pushing 20, I want to be in the top 10. So, um, if there's 15, I want to be in the top five, that kind of thing. That's kind of the rule. Half the time, it's not very successful, but um, it is what it is. But um, so, uh, again, I thought I was doing, I thought the course was too much for me. I really don't think it is. I think it, when I look at my scoring, because I bogeyed 13, bogeyed 16, bogeyed 17, birdied 18. All I had to do is get a handle on 10 and 11. So a 10, okay, that's two strokes, but 11, if I would have just played smart on 11, on one hole, I would have gained five strokes, easy, on that one hole, just by playing smart, and I didn't do that, I was stupid. So, uh, so once again, this is the second game in a row where I, I play smart in the front half, and then I get greedy on the back half, and, um... And it, it bit me in the ass once again. So I've signed up for another tournament next weekend down in North Carolina. And I'm going to try to... I, it's For some weird reason, I can't play smart throughout my entire game. I go in with a good mindset. And then it's like something happens inside my head that pulls a reset button after nine. And I start to get greedy. So um, I'm going to keep at this. So I'm going to keep at this. And I'm bound... I mean, if I play a smart game and still get my ass kicked then I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It's just, I, I want to get, it's, I, uh, I get greedy on a hole. I did this on the last tournament too. I, I got greedy on two holes and it bit me in the ass. This time I got greedy on one hole and it bit me in the ass. So stop being greedy. So what I got to keep in my head and I keep forgetting it is par is good enough to win. Par is good enough to win. Par is good enough to win. I can't get it to stick. So we're going to try again next Saturday. Got a flex tournament down in North Carolina. Um, and, uh, we're going to try to, I'm going to, I am bound and determined to get a handle on the way I play. I don't have big drives. I don't have a big arm, so I can't throw like 450 and stuff like that. Not yet. I mean, maybe at some point, but, um, I got to get my shoulders looked at. So, um, I had a wreck on a bike years ago and, and that aggravates me from time to time, but my right arm is gives me hard time. My right shoulder gives me a hard time. So I'm going to have that looked at at the end of the month here now that I get insurance again. But anyways, um, Apple Valley, a fantastic group of people. Nate and Wes are awesome. A big shout out to a guy I've played with several times, Noah. He won MA3. I'm so happy for this man. Um, the very first time I ever got to play with Noah, he was not having a good game and he beat the dog mess out of himself. Uh, at the end of it. So uh, this is the Noah that I know is out there. Uh, he's a fantastic player. And uh, I'm super, super happy with Noah. He's a good guy. And uh, I'm glad he walked away with the win. Um, he would uh, do plus seven for the weekend. Round was plus two. Um, just, just some awesome stuff from Noah. Um, he got a plus five on round one. He would end up... Uh, and I mean, the throw that on this course is just in these conditions, just 
it really shows you the kind of skill the man has. Noah's a great guy. Um, congrats, Noah. Um, I've got to get ready for work here. I've got a couple minutes before I have to go shower and get out of here and go do my day job crap so we can make some money and keep doing this crap. Um, and I mean crap in a very loving sense. Um, I lost some discs. Uh, two of them I don't really care about uh, because I've got backups on them. Two of them I do have to replace. I lost a Valkyrie that I use quite a bit um, when I'm trying to do hooking left shots. And then I have a trespass I need to replace. Um, Wes did find that particular disc, so hopefully it'll hang on to it for me. And uh, I'll get it from him later on down the line. But I don't use those discs a lot, but they are specialty discs. I use them for specific situations. The Traspass I use in high wind situations because it will give me a lot of distance. That's the one that I got the birdie on, uh, my first birdie on for the day. Um, and uh, that was with the... Uh, uh, hole four at 564. It was a massive shot with a trespass because I have I can ante this hard and I know it flattens and taken out. Actually, the very the the furthest drive I've ever made was with the trespass in similar conditions, and um, the others I didn't measure this throw out, but on the previous throw, which was in um, I can picture the park. I'm trying to remember the state. I think it was West Virginia. I was throwing downhill because I didn't get to finish this one because it got lightning. It started raining and then eventually started lightning, so I had to quit. But I did measure one out and it was 571 feet. So uh, that's, but it was all wind assisted. It had nothing to do with any kind of skill. Um, so uh, that's, I had a lot of good moments and um, I was quick to uh, gauge my. Uh, it's when I kept when I said this is too much course for me, that's me not having confidence in my abilities. And when I get looking at the scorecard and I think about everything I did, um, yes, I had some bogeys and stuff, which we don't want to see, but that's going to happen. I mean, I'm an amateur, I haven't even been playing two years for Christ's sake. Um, but when I go through and I look at the structure and I look at how I played and I think about the shots that were made and stuff, it wasn't too much course. I played stupid so. Two problems I have is I played stupid and I didn't have confidence. I don't have enough confidence in my game. And sitting here and talking to you guys, thinking through it at the same time, um, I know I have the ability to win. I just have to play sport. So let's go do that next weekend. All right. I got to get out of here. I got to get dressed. I got to go warm up the car. It's cold outside because that's what time of year it is. And uh, I'm going to go get some work done today. I, got, I know my first job, I got a lot of drive. I got my first uh, assignment is just, I think it's almost two hours away. So it's going to be a long day. All right. Uh, let me get out of here. I love you guys. Love you gals. Good throw, bad throw, good day, bad day. Cold tournament, warm tournament. Doesn't matter. Get out and throw. Go through your game when you're done. Think about how you played. So, and figure out where you can improve. But don't depress yourself. Don't beat yourself up for it. You're looking at yourself saying, okay, this is what I did wrong. Don't blame, don't be so quick to blame your disc. If they're disc you're throwing a lot, you know what they're going to do. So go through and think about, okay, what did I do wrong? And anything that you did wrong, so fix it on the next one and keep at it. We're going to do this. We can win. We just have to keep at it. Love you guys. Love you gals. This is JT. I'm out of here, but I shall return.